super excited today to talk to Robbie Suave of the Reason Foundation. You have a brand new book, brand new, right? Days yes. old. Yep, out uh, this week. At Tech Panic, why we shouldn't fear Facebook in the future. I guess I'm a pretty optimistic person. Maybe that's how I explained it. I'm not sure. But when people said, tell me the sky is falling, I'm usually like, I don't think it's falling. I think we can kind of figure this out, right? So the, the thing that we're going to take Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and somehow put them back in a box that we find to be acceptable to me is, is laughable. What do you think? Yeah, you're exactly right. It's never going to happen. You know, <laughs> these technologies aren't going away. Uh, what I'm most struck by during this current moment of, of panic about social media and particularly a teenager's use of social media is, you know, there's there's calls now for the government to do something about it. There's ca call all over the place, massive, bipartisan, cross ideological um, concern about this. Everyone, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, like that's a that's a range of, of political opinions, a, a vast range. Everyone wants to do something about it. Uh, but this specific issue, the harms to kids. So we already have a solution. Parents, take your kid's phone away. For sure. <laughs> For limit sure. the time they're using it. I am completely on board with that. I, I think any uh, anything, so many things can be addictive and can be harmful in excess. And and parents, that's that's what parenting is. It's limiting it. I could only play an hour of video games when I was a kid. And I, I don't know why you couldn't set similar rules, boundaries for your children, you know, maybe wait till they're older to get on social media, no phones, you know, in the bedroom at night so they can get full nights of sleep, which is, I actually think is probably the largest contributor to this kind of depression and anxiety yeah. thing is kids not sleeping enough. I mean, they, they start school so early, well, <laughs> when they're actually going to school, but they'd start so early. So we can, you know, let's empower parents to make healthier choices for their families, but let's, we don't need the government's permission to do that. We can do that right now. It's also a fundamental thing of parenting to teach your kids. I have three kids, but they're grown, thankfully. Fundamental thing of parenting is teaching your kids that there's always going to be somebody with more and somebody with less, right? So whatever you see on Instagram and it looks pretty fabulous, there's always somebody way better than you, or way more stuff than you and somebody with way less stuff than you. That's kind of a fundamental thing that we all have to learn as humans if we're going to exist in the world. So used to be magazines, like magazines with un the unrealistic images and magazines, magazines don't even exist anymore. So that issue apparently has gone to bed. I know my mom's in her eighties and she told me that she was a teenager. Her mom thought that listening to Elvis Presley records was the sign of basically the end of the world. Like it was, this was revelations happening because of Elvis Presley and girls rolling up their jeans. That was the beginning of the end. Apparently that all worked out. So I think there's been a tendency to always think that this next thing, especially in the older generation, this is going to ruin society. Right? Exactly. We've just been down this road so many times before. Yes. Magazines promoting unhealthy body images, that kind of thing. Uh, again, when I was young, it was video games. The idea that uh, violent video games were, would cause teens to be violent would, you know, correlating with mass shootings and things like that. We now know that that the initial that preliminary hypothesis was laughably wrong. If anything, it's the opposite. The probably there's some research suggesting that the very, very, very small number of, of teens, usually male uh, teenagers who are inclined toward violence, probably are better off with video games because it is an outlet for that sure. violence rather than actually committing violence. But the, the and, and again, that's a small minority, the overwhelming majority, it's not it's not turning them toward violence. Uh, but and but again, anything can be can be harmful for some people. Also, we don't 
you know, we don't plan for everyone based on based on the exceptional cases. Like most people can go to the casino, have a fun night and not gamble away their house. Right. right. There are there are some now some smaller number of people are addicts and they they cannot responsibly gamble. And but we're not going to we don't. Close I, every I, I'm a libertarian. I, I don't think it should right. be closed for everyone. I, I, think, I think anybody should be able to open a casino because mm -hmm. we don't it, at the level of government policy. It shouldn't be planned around the most easily the most harmed or addicted person. And the craziest part of it to me is to think that the government will fix it. So, yeah, yeah we could say, yeah, we got a problem. Maybe we should rein in a little bit um, how. How prolific this is or how much screen times kids get. But to think that the government is somehow going to come in and solve this problem when, you know, the United States is the country of big ideas. This is like kind of our thing. We invented Coca-Cola, Disney World and the Internet. Do we want to now say, you know, if you do a big idea, then the government's going to step in and tell you how it has to be run. I mean, that to me is the fundamental problem with all right. of these laws, the big tech law, you know, fear big tech is that somehow the government which in my opinion doesn't do that many things very well is going to fix it. Well, you see it in these hearings uh, where they where they haul Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey and everyone else before Congress. Right. And these senators don't even understand fundamental uh, aspects of the technology. Um, you know, you have, and I mean, these, these senators are very, very old. This is, you know, we, we right. are currently governed by the oldest class of people. Um, who are just so out of touch with the technology? I, I think it was Patrick Leahy, who is uh, Leahy, who is who is um, uh, ranting at Zuckerberg about like, well, why have you allowed these specific groups on Facebook? And he's holding out like cardboard cutouts of, of pictures of the and, like, Mark, yeah, like, 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 like Mark knows exactly what that group is. It's so uh, so these people so they don't they they don't know anything about yeah. this technology they so, are not qualified to regulate it do you think siri and alexa are listening to us <laughs> i i do i they, they must might be, be. they, they might must be. be i have a, a golden retriever puppy named charlie and recently i've been getting ads around like coffee cups with golden retrievers occasionally charlie is the mm -hmm. name like, i kind of think they must be it just doesn't really bother me like I don't right. have that. If the if there's an NSA agent assigned to track my online activity, they are going to be bored to tears. They're going to be yeah. like, oh, looking at dog videos again, right? Like it just doesn't really bother me. I kind of accept it as part of life. And for people who don't want to be tracked on the internet, I don't know if they realize how many cameras are around a city. Like mm -hmm. you can basically follow a person around a city using um, cameras. Yeah. In it makes it a lot harder to get to commit crimes and get away with it. <laughs> a lot harder, right? People that you're carrying a phone, we know where you are essentially, right? Yeah. So I think uh, it's it's to me in every case where humans, we have the capacity to use this wisely rather than just try to get rid of it or put it in a box. Yes. And, and we, you know, we should be careful about our privacy. You know, I, I, there are things that these companies know that I don't, I, that I wouldn't want them to cooperate with the government uh, about if the government asked for data or specifics. Um, right. You know, there, there, there will be exceptional cases where it probably is appropriate to, to cooperate in cases of, you know, again, violence or, yeah, yeah, or, crimes. or, or crimes. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but the, yeah, the part of the process that everyone is treating as nefarious the ad, the selling of advertisements, just like you said, it's not unless you think I, I guess I see why the left thinks this is nefarious. If, if you hold like consumer transactions to be like capitalism is inherently evil, I see why you would think this. But I'm not sure why so many people on the right are increasingly worried about this. It's better. Uh, it's better to be targeted 
by by ads that are that are relevant to your interests. And you know, sometimes they're not always relevant. Sometimes they're laughably not relevant because you've accidentally clicked on something else or it's you know formed a wrongful impression of you. But generally, it's better than you know the commercials for TV. I see so many. Oh. Car commercials. I'm not in the market for a car. I don't. Car commercials don't. It, 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 it's it's a it's a waste of it's a waste of that that retail space, um, but but you get ads on Facebook and other places for the, you know for I don't know a sweater I might buy or a, the video game I might want to play. Uh, it's like there's something good about it, and that allows the technology to actually be free. The reason you don't pay to have a Facebook account is that they're is that they're they're they sell advertisements that are curated based on your interest. That's that's their business model. Yeah. So why do you think is um... I mean, if this makes sense, like, what do you think is causing the fear? What do you think these people are really, uh, you just named a bunch of bipartisan people, Ted Cruz, Joe Biden, Donald Trump. What do you think they're really afraid of? I think the right has a, it, it, the right is especially concerned about censorship and bias on these platforms, mm -hmm. that conservatives are being disproportionately targeted because the companies are liberal leaning and the people who staff them are very liberal leaning. And you know what? I, I don't think that concern is wrong. I, I, I think I, I've criticized frequently moderation actions that the companies take. I do that all the time. I think that's perfectly legitimate. But when they, but their solution is worse than the problem. When they yeah. say we need to break up the companies or we need to change their liability protection, all of that stuff would be bad for conservatives because conservatives are the ones who need social media the most. If you look at, like it's pretty stunning if you look at the top 10 articles on Facebook at any time, uh, it's a lot of right leaning Fox News, Tucker Carlson mm -hmm. and Shapiro, those type of people. It's their content. Um, so if you destroyed Facebook and you go back to an era where what then the mainstream media has more control over the dialogue, yeah. why on earth would anyone right of center want that? These that's where the real bias mm -hmm. against concerted the, right. the biases of social media pale in comparison to the with the biases of like the New York Times opinion page. So, so we, we don't want to empower them. Then what about the left? Do you, what do you think their concern is? Privacy? Um, so the left is the opposite. They think oh. social media is not censoring enough information. Uh, oh, and, and, by, and by left, I mean, you know, mainstream, liberal to progressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some on the very, very far left are actually just as concerned about this level of censorship because they have also been targeted. But the kind of normal progressive view is that um, everything that has gone wrong in our society from the from people not getting vaccinated to uh, to Donald Trump being elected and then almost being reelected. Everything is the fault of Facebook because they didn't they don't take down enough information that the progressives, the mainstream media think they ought to take down. Right. Um, and I, that I, I think that concern is, is very is wrong uh, factually in a lot of ways. I don't think I, I, I don't buy at all that Donald Trump was elected because there were like a handful of misleading Russian Facebook groups or something like then you're starting to again. It's like just like you said, it's focusing on the, this new technology that we don't understand. But like it, it's like the newest thing. So it's 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 that's what they want to blame it on. But right. I, there's no way that that made more of a difference than like the hundreds of millions of dollars the candidates themselves spent in right, adver right, right. direct advertising on Facebook or, or on other places. And also like cable news is a one is a 24 seven hour political um, diatribe for or against, depending on which channel you're watching sure. and talk radio. And like, that's what, oh, that's what people are listening to or yeah, like, that captures that, hearts and minds mm -hmm. yeah, especially the old the uh, the uh, you know the kind of rural um um uh, uh kind of you know formerly union voter in in, in older michigan pennsylvania Absolutely. kind of voter that swung to Missouri. donald trump 
mm-hmm. that right they're less they're less online they're not, they're not particularly likely to be like highly engaged on social be media more likely they're, for talk radio yeah right they're li- they're listening to rush limbaugh that, that's right. why they voted for trump so it's 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 not uh it's i solved yeah. that mystery <laughs> yeah so one other um uh artifact of people carrying their phones around all the time i just want to talk to you about it because i think it's fascinating and i know you talk about it sometimes or recently is people always have their phones and they're always videoing. So we, I think that has led to a proliferation of cancel culture. I'm not even yes. sure I like that term, but anyway, this idea that you capture somebody doing a thing and that person then becomes like a national story and they get vilified for it. Yes. Tell me your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's very bad. I, I, this is a, this is a drawback of social media, um, particularly the ability to, to, um, to cancel, to punish um, young people for yeah. things that they said and did, because I mean, I'm, I'm lucky to have Same. finished high school, you know, Same. before Thank smartphones <laughs> were everywhere. I was kind of just made it because every young person, every person alive today would be embarrassed and regretful if you gave them a transcript of everything they had said and done in their adolescence. So the fact that now, but for us, it's, you know, there's no transcript <laughs> that's in the shredder, but for young, for today's young people, it's out there that in the, the stupid things they said and did and 10, 15, 20 years later, it can resurface in some inopportune moment to really mess up and people lose jobs. They lose scholarships. They yeah. lose their Google search results are really bad. If it's gets written about um, it's a, it is a it's a huge problem and, and and the technology has made it possible but it's still people who are doing this to each other mm-hmm. so it's not, there's no policy way to solve this so we can't put this genie back in the bottle all we can do is encourage like better norms of how we treat we should just we should just practice total social forgiveness for anything anyone did before they were 18 unless it was like a literal crime or something um, yeah and I feel like it's a wave that's going to crest because then you're going to have so. more and more examples of ridiculous cancellations. Like you mentioned the woman in Brooklyn who was at a right. dog park and somebody claims that she said something, but they videoed her not saying it. But for whatever reason, uh, her company was quick to fire her and people were quick to vilify her without really a whole lot of context about what actually happened in the dog park. And I'm hopeful that, um, enough of those instances will happen and we'll get some pushback and then people will rethink like how quickly we react. Like we'll all become a little bit more savvy when we see a video and start asking like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that anymore. You know what I mean? The first couple. Yeah. We were all on board the bird watcher, but then it's like, okay, I'm not sure. Cause now it's a tool that somebody could use just video somebody saying something and then the internet finds out who they are and they get fired. Yeah, especially because uh, the mainstream media has participated in a lot of these because then they read an article about it. You know, that was yeah. the that was the like that's what happened with in the Covington uh, misleading video debacle. Right. So the the media so explain the, a little bit about what happened there. Yeah, absolutely. That you know that was a really <clears throat> big uh, story, and it, it was this short viral clip on social media that that seemed to show um, these these Catholic high school boys who are who are in D.C. for the for the March for Life and uh, and they're and they're on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And it seems like they are racially harassing a Native American man. It's a very short clip. And it was thunderous denunciate. I mean, politicians, celebrities. It was like the pylon was was I mean, the, the pylon was crazy even if they had done exactly what they were accused of doing but then and and i i played some 
small role in this. I, I was one of the first to write an article, having seen the rest of the video footage, mm -hmm. where it very where there was a lot more going on when you watched what had happened in the, in the the. the preceding hour, they were actually, uh, there was another group there. There was, they're called the black Hebrew Israelites. They're like a deranged, crazy cult that you, you encounter in the streets of DC. They shout homophobic things, anti-Jewish things. And they're just, they shout crazy things. And, and they were harassing the boys and the boys weren't doing anything really inappropriate in response, uh, that I could tell. And then that native American man shows up and he actually kind of comes into their midst. And he's there, they get really confused and it's like a, it's a confusing moment, but it was not like they came over to bully this guy. And then Nick Sandman, the, the, the kid who was really the focal point of the media attention, who was, you know, accused of doing this vicious stare down and getting yeah. in his way. It could not be clear that he did. He was not doing that. He was trying to deescalate the situation. It, it was, was he wearing a MAGA hat? See, they were all, yeah, they were, they were Trump supporters. They were all wearing MAGA hats. So they became, you know, this icon of, you know, the, the, the Trumpian sort of hatred of the racial other or something, but it, 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 that it, what actually happened did not fit that label whatsoever. And the, and the media really, really took a black eye on that one. But I'm of the belief, again, I'm encouraged by the fact there's people like you, there's people who are checks on that system, right? It's not going to go um, unrestrained. And as more of these examples come up and, and people learn that they're only getting a small piece of the story, maybe they'll ask for the whole story before everyone jumps on board and, and, you know, puts these people through what those kids went through. Um, I don't know. I, again, I think that as humans, we learn and by learning, you know, the, we were going to have no clean water in the seventies, we're going to have no clean right. air. We had clean water and clean air. I feel like we can solve these problems. I feel like we can learn to live in a healthy way with social media and the internet, just like we had to do with media. I mean, just media in general has been the source of these types of things for a long, long time. Right. Absolutely. And stories. So, so I think we can learn to do it. Um, I just think it's interesting that people are getting or politicians are getting so much attention for taking this stance against big tech, which is something that almost everybody carries around in their pocket every day. It seems weird to me, you know what I mean, to go against this thing that everybody relies on to get where they need to go on Google Maps or whatever it is, you know what I mean, to say, yeah, we want to we want to limit your ability to use that thing. Well, especially right? after the last year and a half of we, yeah, we became the, more. The uh, yeah, I, I mean. I don't, I, the shutdown was horrible. <laughs> Social distancing was awful. Uh, and, and, you know, kids are, uh, that's the other thing about the kids. The kids are, they're going to have high depression rates. I'm like, well, maybe it's the pandemic. Maybe it's because their social lives were shut down for months. Of yeah. course, they're going to be depressed and anxious. Uh, and, and I, I don't know. I, I would suspect that on net, the tech, that having access to social media was probably a redeeming fact, was probably better, certainly of than course. not having it uh, in, in terms of staying connected with, you know, with your friends and having some social interaction, again, it can be taken too far. It can be, I, I'd rather have them outside, you know, playing sports and getting together and, and you know, healthier activities. Sure. But like the government said, we couldn't, they, they said that was illegal for, for, for <laughs> right. far too long. Right. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it, it was, it was good that, you know, Amazon, you can have groceries delivered to your door. And have anything uh, delivered to your door. <laughs> right. Right. It's uh, it, the and also these companies are more pop when all, it's always funny to me when, when the politicians say, yeah, we need to break up big tech. Most of these companies are more popular than Congress is. Maybe big tech everything is more popular than Congress is. Yeah. You've seen Congress's approval ratings. Pretty much everything's <laughs> more popular than Congress is. Yeah, I don't see how they, you know, one of the provisions in one of Senator Hawley's 
earliest builds was that you couldn't scroll. Right. I, right like you right, could yeah, like you would have to hit refresh scroll. page and you couldn't scroll. Like I can't see very many people getting behind taking that back from me. Like I liked it when scrolling happened. Taking back scrolling, I uh I can't see that being a winning argument. But yeah, unless thing, nanny, it's nanny state it's nanny state. type stuff. Speaking of nanny state, one last thing. I'm like hitting all the high points with you in a short amount of time. I apologize, but mandatory vaccines, vaccine mandates, another topic that I know you've been talking about recently. It's really getting to be a problem. So my uh, work that I do is for the Show Me Institute is education policy and education public education has been a microcosm of all of these things this year, mm -hmm. social media, the use of technology masks and vaccines are like the new war. There was a, a, you know, there is still the ongoing curriculum wars, I would say over 1619 sure. and CRT, but what's kind of crowding those out now are parents who absolutely want masks or absolutely don't want masks, absolutely want vaccines and don't want vaccines. And the teachers are in the same boat. And um, it's just a mess, right? It is just a general mess sorting out who does and doesn't want them. So then the federal government comes in and says, essentially, everybody has to get them or people who work in companies with more than 100 people. I don't I don't see that working. I live in Virginia and I saw an ad, it could have been national, uh, an ad campaign, like a, a PSA that was like um, two people, like a brother, sister, or husband, wife, and they're sitting in chairs and one's crying and they're explaining why they really want the other person to get the vaccine. The other person clearly is not going to get the vaccine and, mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be very moving. It kind of was. And the one guy was like, all right, I'll think about it. Like none of them actually got convinced from this, you know, like I was kind of surprised they used it. Cause the guy's like, I might, and I was like, oh, your brother's crying. And you're just saying I might, but you know what? I don't see uh, vaccine mandates working against the people I know who don't want to get it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it might entrench them further. It the, might. the people, um, they'll say, well, why are you making me do this? Why? And, and it would be one thing. Uh, I mean, so I am I'm very against, especially the mandates for the private. Uh, uh, I mean, there's so many different reasons to be against exactly what the Biden administration is doing. The idea of the president just unilaterally, unilaterally declaring without an act of Congress, even that you can, I mean, this is kind of crazy. Uh, right. It's very crazy. But even if, okay, let's say tactically, how could we possibly defend it? But it's worse. It's worse than it could have been even because it's, it would be one thing if they're saying, we're going to make you get vaccinated, but then that's it. No more of anything else. But in well, the Biden plan, they're still else. saying, they're still saying masks as, as you know, mask even harder than before. And I'm how they're undercutting their own argument for that the vaccines are are working when they then they turn back to and also they it, it is just it makes no sense to not exempt people who have immunity because of a prior infection. The data is very clear that they are they also enjoy robust protection. It, it, they can all you can get vaccinated and, and I, I would still encourage those people too. But it, it's it's uh, it's your choice. It's clear that you're not you're you're, you're you have a very healthy degree of protection and right. to not exempt those people makes no sense. Um, right. So and I, just, I actually just see it as not working. I yeah. mean, why have a, a policy that's going to be ineffective? Uh, there are some in Missouri um, or in St. Louis, where the streaming is, they're doing some incentives where you can get like, I think $100 gift cards for gas and groceries. And they did, Missouri did a $10,000 lottery, I believe, like not 900 right. people won it. 
some crazy thing to encourage people to get it, but you can only go so far in forcing people to do something they don't want to do. And the right. more you and do I would, it, the less I, I would rather do the, uh, yeah, I, I think those, I, and I, even that is a better approach, I think, than mandating is, well, we'll give you a hundred dollar gift card or something. I would rather, I, you know, I, I mean, ideally I wouldn't do any of these things, I guess, but I, I, if we're going to do something, I'd rather have what the government do be non-coercive, be encouraging rather than a requirement, because I think the requirement just, yeah, it, it's going to harden certain people against it even further. Um, For sure. And 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 we don't we don't want to do that. And we put the two I sides mean, like stronger at odds with each other, right? Yes, we're going to people we're just in like such a tribal politicized so moment, and it, it's a shame that this subject has become so tribalized. But I, I, I but the government the. Uh, shares i think a lot of blame for that um and and they they don't again they, they should pair these things with with the easing of the other restrictions and they're not even doing that it, it just it does start to feel like a total power grab on the part of the public health establishment that they're that they're gonna that they have this the cdc has this power it doesn't ever want to give up now that's right like do i have to get a flu shot now right right do you like have to, to are we gonna wear masks every if there's you know, we're never going to have zero COVID. There will always be cases right. There are going to be at least some, hopefully very small, but there'll be deaths from COVID every year for the rest of the century, probably. Right. And are we, are we going to, every time that happens, are we going to shut down schools for 10 days? Are we going to, are we going to wear masks on planes forever? I suspect we might because we, we might. do a lot of really stupid and unnecessary things to board planes that we've been doing for the last 20 years. We're taking our shoes off. Of Right. Right. Belts and shoes and those things. And and we all know we know with 100 percent confidence that the removing of the belts and shoes does not contribute to safety whatsoever. It does. It, it, it is a totally pointless security theater measure. And yet we're still doing it 20 we all plus do it. years later. We all do it. It's never going away. And I worry Reances about that. With the, right. I worry about that with the pandemic, some of the, the masking and other things, too. It'll Government be just creep. like that. Yeah. Well, like I said at the beginning, I am a pretty optimistic person. And so books like yours just give me complete hope because there's always going to be people who are smart about this, who can, you know, calm people down. And when I, I mean, I was kind of blown away by some of the early bills to limit tech, like scrolling and auto load videos. And I'm like, somebody surely, I mean, plenty of people have come out against it, but I really think your book is great. And I really appreciate that you are uh, taking that stance that we can all breathe out. This is not the end of the world, not, nor was, um, you know, the car or the airplane, you know what I mean? Right. Or the radio or the, or the or radio. The, and, yeah. and every one of those things, you know, had write-ups in the New York times about how Absolutely. this is going to be the end of the world from the, from the phonograph to the video game. That's right. So uh, I appreciate it. And I really appreciate you taking time to talk to me. You are going to be joining us in real life at the Show Me Institute. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in a couple of weeks. So we're looking forward to that too, coming up to Missouri. So thanks again for taking the time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.